Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Tanya Namar, sponsoring for the Shidduch of Svi Badina and Rivka Badina, also anonymous for the Shidduch of Mazal Ben Sara, Magalit Rivka, and Simcha Bat Rivka. Bezrat Hashem, I want to thank everybody for praying for me. Uh, I had Corona, obviously, during that class, and I re- the next morning I recovered. Baruch Hashem, it was like a miracle. So I really want to thank everybody for their prayers. Just a little bit of uh, my lungs are a little tight, but uh, Baruch Hashem, thank you for everybody recovering. My son Daniel still needs a strong, strong prayers, and we'll continue to pray for him. We took out the spleen, but his numbers are going up and down. We're not getting a Yeshua yet. So again, please continue to pray for Yerachmiel, Daniel, Ventova Basha. This class is also successively Sheva Vadaba, Gadiel Ben Lisheva, Sheva Lisheva, Emel Lisheva, Reina Malka Ventova Basha. Today's class, we're going to do Lesson 86, and we're also going to do a chapter in the Rebbe's Pharmacy, Chapter 10. I want to just, everybody, just want to talk about a little bit about the Mafti Yonah, that story of Nevi'ah, what a beautiful, beautiful story. And, you know, it, it goes to understand that we have a major, major message, that Yonah did not want to accept the mission that God gave him. That accepting, why didn't he want to accept the mission? You would say, well, wow, you're sending me to some place where I can... Go make these people macabre. I should be very happy. Technically, I should be very happy if I can go to a specific place and and change them. I would. You would figure I would. Chabad would run there and open up like five five locations in there if it was Chabad. So what was what was this whole concept of Yonah? What was why was he so bitter in his heart that he didn't want to go? He says they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Why are you sending me there? I'd rather not go. Okay. So first first case first case problem that we always have normally is. Stay in your lane. God tells you to send, do something. That's his business. We can't question. So he, he really didn't like the fact that there was no justice. He did, these guys didn't deserve it, and I don't need to go, and it's not fair. So if, I don't, if, if it's not fair, why do I need to go? It's the first thing we need to understand, a very, very important message, that this is the first problem in our... If we, don't, if we don't remove the bitterness in the heart, if we have all these questions about God, then we end up aborting this mission. And all of this... What he went through, you know, the, the sea, the, the, all of this was his own, caused by his own self. And sometimes we're, we're ourselves, we're, we're the cause of all of this resistance. We're making the problem bigger than it is. All Hashem told him is to do that. He didn't want to do that. He went backwards. And Hashem had to show him exactly. Midah kenege midah. Oh, you want to live in a world of justice? You want to live in the world that everything has to be right? Okay, so he gave him the, the what he was sitting in, the, in the, after, and the, the plan came. And all of a sudden, the, he, he found a lot of... He loved the plant because it gave him shade. But what happened? All of a sudden, the plant died. So then he was upset. So what happens is, Rabbi Foreman says something absolutely very beautiful. He says, did you plant that seed? Did you plant the seed? No, you didn't plant the seed. I put it there. So you know what? It died. And you were upset that it died. Why? Because I created it out of only mercy. So to show you that if I would have created it, if you would have planted, there was no seed. Normally, you put a seed, it plants, and you get sustenance from it. But I had to show you that I sustained you out of mercy. To teach you measure for measure, mercy for, for Nibne. And this is an, a beautiful example to us. That Listen, I'm going to tell you something that's going to work, I'm going to tell you something that's not going to work. Mercy works. Mercy works. And this is why you know, God created the world out of mercy. God created the world of Yosheth and we have to connect. If we want to feel good in our lives, we have to always connect to mercy. And this is the story of Yonah. The, you, you didn't have mercy on them, I didn't have mercy on you. And then he had to show him the plant, measure for measure, to show him exactly what was the problem. 
So it's funny how this is, this message is a very beautiful message because usually the you will be taught a lesson by somebody else on how to fix something else. And it's usually never, you never get taught the lesson directly. It usually happens when you least expect it, but it usually happens like a, like in that example, such as a plant or, or you know, somebody all of a sudden uh, is in pain and you, you all of a sudden, you know, you're helping them. You didn't realize, obviously, you didn't realize the, the, the situation with other people. And this is why it's, it's such an important message. So number one, obviously, from the message of Yonah, stay in your lane. God tells you to do something, do it. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> That's the first one. Second, second, it's your, we, are, we are the own cause. We're, we're the own cause of, God forbid, all our, our suffering because of our resistance. We just did the mission, tikkun. Obviously, it was not meant to be. And the third thing, obviously, is the, the God's always going to show you a lesson through other people. This is why it's very, very important, guys, that we focus. Very, very important. We focus our relationships with people is basically God showing you through relationships with people how you need to fix your relationship with others. And this is why sometimes He teaches you, you know, you get insulted, maybe you think, oh, you know what, karma, I insulted somebody else. It's, it's always usually, that's usually happening in our lives. That we usually, it's very important to look, Rabbi Nachman tells us in lesson one, that we always have to look at the inner aspect in everything. We always have to look at the chachma in everything. Imagine if we, we walked around today looking at the chachma in everything, looking at the wisdom in everything instead of looking at people and etc. Very important message to do that. Another important message I want to make sure that everybody is, has in, continued. Yeah, obviously that class, the, the voice was 20%, the energy was about 10%. Literally, I, I squeezed everything I could to do that class. But the three things that are very, very important that we spoke about is, is praying for Kali Shroll to have a muna, praying for Kali Shroll to have mental health, and praying for Kali Shroll to have a salvation, God in general. And when you do this, God willing, this will be able to invoke tremendous amount of abundance on us. Okay, so today's class we're going to do lesson 86, and we're going to do uh, chapter 10. The, so he says the illness. The illness is, no matter what I do, I can't find a way to be happy. Okay, that's the illness that, fortunately, this is, happiness is, it's right now, it's, I, I tell people very simple. Emuna is not like Rabbi, uh, I believe Rabbi, uh, I forgot his name. He says, Emunah is not a place that you have to, Emunah is not a place, Emunah is not something you have. Emunah is a place you go to. It's a safe place to go. What does that mean? Emunah is a place, faith is a place where I can go and I can abandon my logical mind, which is bringing me all the problems in my life, is my logical mind based on my perspective of the world. Imagine, obviously, we see things as we are, not as they are. So what happens is when we have Emunah, we're able to go to a place where it's only good. The moon is a concept of only good. Everything's only good and, and it's all happening for you. So what happens? So faith is, faith is a place we go to where there is no logic, there is no understanding. It's a safe place. Why? Because there's no resistance in Muna. Seeing everything for the good. And this is why Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 86 that when we don't understand something, we have to go to Emunah. We have to go to Emunah. And the reason why we have to go to Emunah is because Emunah is a place where you're going to get answers. And at the time of Emunah, what you're doing is, is it's a form of surrender. The first holiday, Rosh Hashanah, was all about what? Rosh Hashanah, acceptance. Acceptance of the kingship. 
kinging Hashem. And then all of a sudden, okay, you have a, first I have to king, king my creator. Next thing you know, in, 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 in Yom Kippur is all about surrendering. Surrendering, surrendering to, to goodness. So this is exactly what we're doing here. And he's saying here, no, because people of little faith, when a person has very little faith, everything's going to be extremely difficult for him. For it certainly knows that it's possible to serve God with all things, and the creator of the world does not make unreasonable demands on his cre- creations. So this is a very, very important, and we're all dealing with the challenge, obviously, you know, we, you, the first thing you have to do is not make it worse than it is. And this is such an important message. And this is where people usually get knocked out right away. They take a situation, they're making it worse than it is. Very, very important. Because the way you look at the situation, where you look at it through constriction consciousness or expanded consciousness, makes a big difference. And Scorpios are number one making things worse than it is. Because what do we do with Scorpios? We always say, who's causing this pain to me? Let me go kill him. This is a Scorpio mentality. Who's causing the pain? Who's the person that's putting me in this situation? And then you want to go and, and, and your, whole, your whole perspective, your whole mind gets clouded and only thinking about, this is the person that did it to me. Let me go get him. And we lose the whole lesson out of it. We're only focused on the revenge and we're only focused on the resentment. I'm going to get back at them. This is a Scorpio thing. <laughs> Obviously, I did my own teshuva. But when I used to, before I started giving this class, the first thing is, who's causing the pain? And let me go make sure he's, he's going to get revenge from it. Because that's how we would feel good. That's a very egotistical way to dealing with the problem. We have to make tshuva for that. <laughs> now we go through a muna. So we go into bitto, we have other things to, to deal with. But the first thing you need to understand is something. You ha- you're going through a trial. Don't get overwhelmed. Even Rab Nathan told us, you're not allowed to mix a donkey and a horse together. They, they cannot plow together. Why can't they plow together? What's this concept about them plowing together? What's the difference? It's because what happens is, is you can't become overwhelmed. When your person is vulnerable to, to the attacks of the other side, the first thing he's going to do is become overwhelmed. He's going to start making things worse than it is. This is something that we have to be very, very, very careful about. Like a, a good way to do this is to recognize this. Say this word from the Gemara, Gemara Vodazara. God does not make unreasonable demands on his, on, his, on, his, on his creations. Now you could say, how in the world am I going to hit potential in my life? How in the world would you ever hit potential in your life? You have to go through situations that you would have never been able. You would have never volunteered for these situations if, you were, if God asked you to, get, to take them. So what happens is he puts you through a tremendous amount of challenges. Because if you don't go through these challenges, you ultimately would never be able to hit the potential, you would never cry out from your heart if you would have never gotten these challenges. And there was no way in the world you would have gotten there. There's no way in the world you would have gotten to the growth, growth unless you believe that the only way to get potential is to be able to dig down deep. And when you, get, when you dig down deep, this is when you expose your weakest parts of your body, areas of your life, areas you would have never been able to gone, gone through. And this is what Rabbi Nachman says. The first thing you have to say is you cannot say that God makes unreasonable demands on, on His people. And this is where the beginning of, of, of being overwhelmed and shutting down is, Hashem, you gave me a lot. You gave me way too much. And if I'm already walking around with that mindset that you gave me way too much that I can't handle, right away, I'm going to go straight into... I'm, I'm going to knock myself out and go straight into exit. Right away, I'm going to go into an exit mode. We should also look at the virus the same way. God does not make unreasonable man. He gave us a virus. 
He's not there to kill us. So he's there to clean us up. He's there to clean up the world. He's there to recognize that. But he's not there to kill us. But if a person's walking around like, this thing is going to kill me, God forbid, it's making it worse. It's the fear making things worse than it is. So I knew I was going to get the virus. If I got it, okay, I got it. What, how do we fix it, etc. Bingo. But we don't make it worse than it is. Imagine having the, fire, the virus and having anxiety and fear on top of it. How are you going to recoup? How are you going to uh, able to recoup? So it's very important. The mindset to have is very, very important. Many people ask me, hey, you know, uh, would you regret going to Uman since you got it? I said, I, I said, I'd rather have a cold than be cold spiritually. That is a bigger sickness. Because that you don't notice. This I notice. But that being cold spiritually is worse than anything else. I'd rather have the virus a hundred times than being cold, living a life of coldness, of no spirituality and being disconnected. That is worse than it is. You can, because that's a life of nothing. <laughs> nothing comes out of it. Zero. At least I went and I, I, I got the COVID in Uman. Baruch Hashem, I could have gotten somewhere else. But at least I got it. I got it doing, doing a mitzvah. Obviously, we should have, it should have been a little bit more six feet, etc. But it is what it is. I've had friends of mine that were, vac- that were vaccine. They had, they had, they were vaccine. They, were, they had the mask. They had the jumpsuit. And they still got it. So Hashem wants to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. So the bottom line is, he's telling us, don't make something worse than it is. And he's telling us, here's Gemara in Sanhedrin 74. In the time of religious oppression, even tying one's, tying one's shoelace, you're going to be able to say, I can't even tie my shoelace. It's too much. You understand? When you get to a level, when you, when you lose your faith, the simplest things become the heaviest things in life. A simple prayer becomes impossible. I don't have the strength to do it. This is all coming from this concept of not having faith. Because when you don't have faith, it's the same thing Michael just spoke about, is this kotzer ruach. Kotzer ruach is when my belief is shot, if I can't breathe, I can't think. Very important. If you can't breathe, you can't think. If you don't have spirituality, you can't think. Because practically, right? What are the first thing people tell you when you get stressed out? Breathe, take a breathe, take a breath. Because you're making decisions emotionally. You're making decisions based on impulse. You're making decisions based on being overwhelmed. And it says, even the time of religious oppression, even to tie one's shoelace is a matter of be killed rather than transgress. It follows that it's actually not right to be killed for it. Nevertheless, when a person is going to a religious oppression, everything is going to be very difficult. And he's saying here, idolatry and atheism is this concept, nor did they have any ruach in their mouths. They have no ruach. They have no spirit. I have no spirit. If I have no spirituality, if I have no ruach, it doesn't take much to knock me out of the game. Bottom line. It doesn't take much to knock you out of the game. Those of little faith correspond to shortness of spirit, which resemble, in other words, a lack of faith. Shortness of spirit. Because remember, if I, where is my energy coming from? Emunah. Where is my energy coming from? God. If I have energy, it comes from God. If I don't have energy, it's because I'm giving away the energy somewhere else. Energy means God's giving you the energy. So when we have energy, this is why, you know, Sadiqim, they don't need to sleep 100 hours a day. They sleep three, four, because their energy comes from God. Energy comes from God, doesn't come from other areas. You deplete your energy other other areas. And it says, those of little correspond to shortness of service, which resemble the middle ground. In other words, they lack faith, because if they lack faith, they have no ruach. And if I have no ruach, what happens? If I have no ruach, what happens? I don't have patience. Do you understand? 
every single, no ruach means I have no patience. I have no patience to go through this growing, growthful experience. I have no, I have no patience to go through this uh, uh, marriage situation. I have no patience to go through this. We lose the patience. You understand? Studies are showing. Studies are showing. There's a great book, How Bad Do You Want It? And they recognize that people quit. And top athletes, when do they quit? And when they quit, they still sh- did a test to see if their muscles were still working. Was it a muscle fatigue or was it a mental fatigue? And it was clearly a mental fatigue. Their muscles were completely ready to go. They were completely had 40 to 50% more in the engine to go. But when a person quits, it's because he anticipates failure. He anticipates. He's the one putting the, blo- the roadblock, I can't do it anymore. You understand? So they show this with top athletes. It's a book, the book is called How Bad Do You Want It? Showing that it's not, the, it's not a muscle thing. It's a mental thing. This is why I never... I, unbelievable um, I, unbelievable uh, story about this. There's a, there's a guy, Navy SEAL. What's his name? Uh, the guy that basically... He, ra- he ran a marathon with, with basically a broken, broken legs. And it's, it, what your mind could do is... Uh, David Goggins... He ran a marathon with, with literally broken legs. So what the people could do mentally, if we could only get a level of, of mindset to the next level, to first believe this challenge I can handle because my creator gave it to me. If I don't have that, if I don't have something to hold on to, to recognize that the challenge is beatable, I can beat the challenge, then I have a shot. Then I can pump my Amuna, then I can work on my dad, then I can work on to get, to get through the challenge and grow through it. But if I already see that challenge is too much for me, I'm knocked out because I, I need the ruach. If I don't have ruach, if I don't have breath, believe me, I know what it feels not to have my lungs working 100% because you can't breathe. If you can't breathe, you can't think. And if you can't think, you automatically look at everything worse than it is. So this is why today you could see how much, you know, imagine living, walking around with fear. Walking, we, already we have these masks, we can't breathe. Oh, then, we, then you have the fear. Imagine, you have fear. Already that knocks away your breath because you lost your, your ability to breathe. And then you got the mask on. So you're literally a puppet to whatever the people tell you. You, have, you. you can't breathe. If you can't breathe, you can't think. And this is exactly what the whole concept of Paro did. What did Paro do? He made Jews so busy. Everybody was so busy. God forbid if they should be able to breathe and think. You know what's going to happen? They're going to revolt and get out of here. But he knew specifically. You know what he did? He busied them with work. He gave them the work. He gave them more. He made it more difficult mentally. So you, they couldn't breathe. Because if they could breathe, they would have gotten out of Egypt. Same practically in our side. We are, we are in some area of Mitzrayim in our lives. We are in a Mitzrayim. We're in a, we're in a constriction. Mitzrayim represents all lack of faith. Because faith is leaving Mitzrayim. This is why we always say, you're not a slave. Every single time, we, we keep on repeating this. Right? We say the Kiddush. You're not a slave. You're not a slave. A slave has a limited mindset. A slave has a limited mindset. That's the bottom line. You are not a slave. Slave means a limited mindset. So we constantly have to remind ourselves in the Kiddush, you're not a slave. You're not a slave. Get out. You're not a slave. Mitzrayim means I'm a slave. I'm a slave to a limited mindset. I'm a slave to a, God forbid, a mindset of defeat. That's the first thing you have to recognize you're not a slave. Because already if you're a slave... You can't get out of it. You can't get out of Egypt. You can't get out of it. You can't get out of exile, and that's the whole. This is what the whole thing is, and this is the meaning of because of the shortness of ruach, and avodah kasha and hard labor. 
because they, they, they correspond, the shortness of Ruach caused them to have everything become difficult. And this is what, just as the time of religious oppression, which is the utter corruption of faith, one has to give up his life even for something so small. So small things become major things in our lives. An argument becomes an impossible situation. I've been there where, where when, you're not, when you don't have the right mindset, little things become major things. You, 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 don't, you don't have the strength to, to deal with them. But right away, you have to stop, you have to breathe, and you have to recognize these little things turn into big things. Even Shalom Bayit is a primary example. Primary, primary example of, of majoring in minor things. What people argue about is literally the stupidest things that blows up into nothing. But if you recognize, listen, every argument usually lasts eight minutes if you shut your mouth, and then it goes away. Next. And then there'll be another thing to argue about. But if I make it a big deal, more than it is, I'm getting abused all day long. I'm getting this. I'm just trying to explain to you. That doesn't let you in to go in for the eight minutes. Because <laughs> you're thinking this is a, a permanent situation. This is why, again, if I believe something is permanent, many people suffer from their challenges because they think the situation is permanent. This is a permanent, I'm going to be here permanently like this. Permanence means no faith. Faith means I can change it in one tefillah. One tefillah can change everything in my life. I can change nature in one tefillah. Permanence means that's it. This is what I was declared. I'm a victim to this, to life, etc. This is what we have to really, really get this, guys. Number one thing we have to look at, we have to get stronger in our challenges and not look at them worse than it is. If I would have looked at this virus worse than it is, I would have made a bit, I would have made it, I could have been in bed for two weeks. But I said, okay, how do we recover? Take the regenerate, et cetera, et cetera. Baruch Hashem, tefillahs, good mindset, not giving too much energy. And Baruch Hashem, this is, this is a very important message for all of us. Don't make things worse than it is. You have a brand new year. Just got out of Yom Kippur. Don't become Yonah that's constantly running away from himself and running and not in his lane. Don't make things worse than it is. Make sure you have an abundant ruach. The best way to have abundant ruach is by talking to your creator about it. You want to have an abundant ruach in your life? You want to have spirit? You need to talk to your creator about what's going on in your life. You need to let things out. You need to tell him thank you for the challenge. And you need to tell him not only thank you for the challenge, but I got this. I know you gave, it, you gave me just good enough. You didn't give me more than I can handle. And if I already have the belief that I can handle things more than it is, then already I'm in already Mochen Gadlut, which will, which, will, which will trigger the name of Yudke Vavke and then trigger the name of Kel, which is the name of mercy. And I will get mercy and I will see, a, a, I will have a sense of calmness in that storm that I'm going through. But if I look at the situation worse than it is, this will bring me to despair. This will bring me to anxiety and fear. I will not have an abundant ruach. I will be overwhelmed. I will not. I will be able to. I will. I'm not going to have the strength to even speak to my creator because I'm going to have all this tremendous amount of, of, of mental barrages in my line. And then I'm going to shut down. And, and God forbid, things get worse and, and, and worse. So this is a very very important that we are not slaves. Every time you hear Mitzrayim, thank you yourself. I am not a slave. I'm not. I'm not limited mindset. I believe in my tefillot. I believe in everything can change. And when we have this mindset, this is exactly what Rab Nachman does for us. This is why we go to Rab Nachman, even if we get Corona. We go because we get a new ruach. We get a new ruach. We get a new spirit. If we get a new spirit, we can handle challenges. But we don't have the spirit. We don't have the spirit. 
if you knocked out the person's spirit, if you knocked out their hope, studies are showing, they had a show, they had a study showing that people that had hope, I believe it was a mice example, that company, they gave an example through mice, I forgot the name of the study itself, but showing when there was no hope, the mice died 62% more than where you, where you gave the mice hope. Same thing, when you, when you give an employee hope, when you give people hope, they usually make you through. But when they t- you take the hope out, it's like, it's like oxygenation, it's like basically cutting off the oxygen to your soul. Not having hope is cutting off the oxygen to your soul. So this is a very, very important message, God willing. We just got out of Yom Kippur, now we have to go and, and, and have this grand mentality of Mocham Gadlut, we can't walk around with slaves. We have to walk around like we're free. We're free. Our minds are free. We have ruach. We can have tremendous challenges in our life, but we know we have oxygen to, de- to deal with them and grow through them. Have a great day.